It is another player signing, and this one may take a few fans back by surprise because after three-plus years, Arvin Atwal, a Cincinnati Cyclone again. Arvin, it's great for me the chance to get to meet you for the first time. I know and cannot imagine how excited the fans are going to be when they see this news drop, but how excited are you? It's been a long time. This is where you started your professional playing career, and now you're going to be back as a Cincinnati Cyclone. I think you just tell them super, super excited from uh, a smile. Exactly. I think you said it. I started my pro career there. I obviously started growing up very slowly as an adult there and just learned a lot there. So nothing, nothing but like great memories. And, you know, even the last three years, I've been other places and it's been well and uh, still miss NC. So super exciting knowing I get to come back. I want to talk a little bit about some of those places, obviously Slovakia most recently, but also other spots in the ECHL. Let's get to that in a couple of minutes. First, let's stick to the to Cincinnati and, and go all the way back to the beginning, back to 16-17, where you were, what, 21-year-old 20, kid trying to play pro hockey, coming out of Lethbridge in the WHL. You had spent some time in Vancouver as well in the Western Hockey League. At that time, a lot of kids are debating on once they hit their age out junior season, do they want to pursue hockey in college first and then go to pro or do they want to take that risk and and go, I guess, the more youthful route and and just jump immediately from from junior to pro. So if you can take me back, a lot has happened in the last six years. Uh, we dealt with the global pandemic, too. But uh, if, from what you can remember, um what were those conversations like, be it with family, friends, coaching staff at the time here in Cincinnati? What led you to uh, professional before college hockey? Uh, so I think for me, it was always like hockey was first. Like obviously like every kid, I just wanted to to make it. And I believe myself, obviously going major junior kind of pushed that decision a little bit earlier. Obviously I can't go NCAA. So knowing it was CIS or pro was still not like um, easy. Obviously, you know, it wasn't drafted, wasn't signed to that big contract. So it was like a tough decision, right? Like I wasn't coming out of juniors as a high ranked player. Like no one really knew my name. So it was tough. I didn't have many, many teams only had like two, three teams and Cincinnati was one of them. So, uh, you know, I think somehow luckily ended up picking Cincinnati and just like growing, right? Like it was, it was a learning curve and it wasn't going to be smooth no matter where I went. But I think Cincinnati really helped me shape up the, the man I am to, to be. And I think I've really developed as a hockey player since going there. So, and I'm able to, you know, go from year one unknown to if it's going to happen or not to, you know, now year seven. And I'm feeling comfortable and comfortable every year. Yeah, year seven, some overseas time, AHL time. I mean, you talk about your your three years with the Cyclones, and I mean, your career just got better and better. Your play, you, uh, the penalty minutes kept growing too. Um, but uh, you know, what was as we let, let's kind of hit, I guess, the midsection of your career, which is, you know, eighteen nineteen. You're an all star here. You had a couple games in Rochester. You'd played a few more there uh, the year prior, but. Um, the points were coming, the penalty minutes were there, you were an ECHL all-star, and then the decision to move over to uh, the Milwaukee Admirals organization. I know the Cyclones were also making an affiliation change in the, uh, some of the years that you were here uh, from Nashville to Buffalo, but what led you to ultimately, uh, I guess, departing uh, Cincinnati at that time back in 2019? Uh, I think anyone that knows me just knows I'm very, uh, very, very competitive, and I'm not... Uh... 
you know, a person that gets very complacent. Obviously, we were first <laughs> first place, and it was, you know, the best year of my career. And it was awesome, right? It was also the third year of me being there and the second year of being in Raj deal. And I just think there's, like, there was no opportunity of me moving up. So it just, like, it had nothing to do with Cincinnati, right? Obviously, I wish I could sign with any AHL team and only have Cincinnati as affiliation. That would be the dream goal, right? But it doesn't work like that. So part of the business is just like stuff, right? Like Cincinnati was only good to me. Like there was, there was nothing bad. They only gave me the you know, true opportunity to really develop and grow as a player. Right. And like, I'm able to see myself develop and be way better of a hockey player because of it. So it's like, it's only positive, but going to Milwaukee like the next year, it was great. Like I played there all year. So like that was the goal just to go to the next level. And like, that's still my goal today is just to go to the next level. And <clears throat> I know I had shoulder surgery my last year, in North America. So that helped me go overseas and now I'm feeling healthy and I kind of, you know, getting that what if feeling again. And obviously it worked out well with Cincinnati. So it's just feels like I have to come back and prove myself again. So uh, obviously you're excited. I mean, you mentioned it a couple minutes ago, the smile is is so evident from you, but um, something that I know I don't know, and, uh, or I should say, I didn't know. I think maybe our fans did not know this. Uh, you just touched on the shoulder surgery would that have lined up around the time of COVID? And I mean, and if I'm, if I'm wrong there, you know, can you at least just talk about COVID and your development as a player, you know, let's, let's update everybody. You're only 26 years old still. That's the benefit of, of jumping from junior to pro. So the ideas and the goals you talk about when it comes to let, let's be honest here, you want to get back to the American hockey league. Um, those are still attainable for you, but how did dealing with the pandemic, dealing with shoulder surgery, how do those things kind of, uh, I guess, unfortunately, impact your growth and, and development uh, as a professional athlete? Uh, like everyone, right? Everyone was impacted in a negative way. And a lot of people was worse than me, right? So for me personally, it's just like, uh, like, yeah, so it was 10 months. You couldn't play. The season ended. Uh, the first year over, I went to Milwaukee and we were like first place in the American League. For me, it was awesome, right? I'm like, okay, hey, the change, like, it's it's happening. Like, I'm making that transition to a full-time. I think COVID happened. So, like, I didn't get to finish the year. Uh, playoffs are over, whatever. The 10-month uh, off-season was really good. Like, luckily, I, I coach in the gym here. Nice. So, I've, I have access to the gym where, obviously, a lot of people weren't able to leave the house, right, go to the gyms. But because I was a coach, I was able to get out of the house and still try, you know, stay in shape, not skate, but – for 10 months, just train as hard as I could. And I was really ready. And then the next year I came back with Milwaukee and then they opted out for the year. So like nothing you can control about that. Right. I sent a contract, they opt out. So then I was in Florida for the whole year and like the teammates, the, you know, like the equipment managers, the fans, like all like they were all good to me and we were first place there too. And it was good. But obviously my goal was to know, like, you know, there's nothing I can do to go up <laughs> this year. And that was mentally tough, knowing, you know, I don't put in all the work like everyone else does just for no reason. But so then I ended up getting shoulder surgery, getting hurt. So then the next year, you know, North America, a lot more games, a lot more physical, a lot more self-doubt too, right? Right. Year six, I just got injured again, second shoulder surgery, other arm. So now I'm like a lot of like development days gone too, right? So I'm thinking, okay, like there's no chance. It's like a nine month recovery. I don't come back till North America till the following December. So I missed half that year. So in Europe, it was just something where 
I never thought it was going to be an option. Obviously, Slovakia was like a very great league, and I was very humbled by it. Like going there, the people were very nice, like very respectful. They treated him for like they were king. Like it was, it was very, very awesome. Like the hockey was great. They treated me very well, and I just wanted to go and show that I can still play. Right, like, like I don't need to do the physical stuff. That's just something everyone knows that I bring to the table, and I'll, I'll protect my teammates. But I just want to show that I could play. I could be healthy, and I needed to get healthy. So I think that allowed me time to play and actually get way more games and way more reps than I would have in North America and ended up being well, right? Like I only skated and trained like a handful of times before last season, which is where coming back here in month one, month two, month three, and then, you know, this last month here, it's been, okay, now I've been training for four months compared to not really training much the last year and a bit. So it's just kind of, you know, feel a little bit stronger, a little bit more comfortable and just kind of thinking that, I am still young and I do believe I can come back and make it right. So obviously it's not like I have NHL contracts lined up, but you know, like there were, there were a lot of other minor league teams interested. And for me, I am very loyal and it wasn't like it was an easy decision, but Cincinnati has always been, you know, good to me. And at the end of the day as a player, you just want to be given an opportunity or drop to lose. Right. And that's all you can respect. And from you know, Jason Payne, Justin Vi being there, like a lot of good relationships, Michael Hauser, yeah. So a couple of those faces too, right? Like we had good run. We have a history, you know, and then I think it'd be exciting this year too, is like the goals when I come back is to win. Like if I'm down there, only way you get called up is you get points. The only way you get points is if you win, right? If you win, you score more goals than another team, everyone gets more points. So it's like everything comes down from a team standpoint, right? And with Cincinnati, like I know they have that winning culture. You have the captain and Viber, you have house series, played NHL games. Yeah. You have Coach Painter there. I don't know if he'll do anything for his players. So it's just that that feeling of knowing I'm going to be in a spot where, you know, we're going to aim to be the best team in that league every day. And I don't see why we can't. And, yeah, I think at that time, and every player that wants to go up, I think everyone, everyone, everyone's going to have a chance. You speak so candid about your position in this game and the goals that you look to attain. And when you mentioned a, a minute ago how you, know, you smile and you say, well, I'm not an NHL contract. That's not coming right now. Um, that's just more adversity that can, I guess, fuel your motivation. And when you talk about some of the pieces that are already here, does a guy like Michael Hauser stand out, not just for the fact that he's been a former teammate of you, but, you know, maybe you and him are more similar in the sense of here was a guy who was labeled an ECHL goalie uh, for a number of years. And, you know, there he is, you know, approaching 30, where probably a lot of guys start to, you know, I hate to say start to doubt themselves, but they do start to question, okay, is this my ceiling? I was able to break through that and get NHL games. He was, I mean, right before we started the playoffs last year, he was still backing up for the Buffalo Sabres. So um, are guys like him maybe fuel to the fire in terms of motivation that, hey, it's never too late. And you know, I do my job here. Somebody's still going to recognize it. 100%, right? Like you need more of those stories for players like myself. That I don't, I've had that luck, right? I like haven't signed that deal. haven't been drafted. It's hard, right? Like, a lot of players every year it's a worldwide game like there's so many good players and so many other good players that don't get chances too right like I think I'm a great player and I deserve that NHL chance and I know there's other players just like that but seeing a guy like house that like I'm super super close with and like my story is not even close to his right like that guy has his own story like I've only played six years and I think he went like five six years without even getting a game in the AHL right and not deserved like he is the best goalie in this league and that guy didn't get a game for all those years 
And still, right? Like he didn't go overseas. He didn't quit. A lot of guys give up. He still, like, he still didn't just go play games and like be lazy, right? Like he was professional. He did everything as if like he was showing up to NHL rink every day, right? And like me being a little bit dumber and younger, my first couple of years, I got to learn and watch how he did it, right? So like when I'm in Slovakia, I was in Florida and I see him playing his first game. It's like there's no surprise, no doubt there, right? It was just like opportunity. And like you, I know that guy's prepared for like 28 years, 29 years every day for that one game. And like there's a reason he's four and two in the NHL, right? Like it's it is not luck. So I think 100 percent, like all of us need guys like like that, right? Like 100 percent. Yeah, that's cool. Well, and you even uh, documenting his uh, his record as a Buffalo Saber shows. Oh yeah, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you do yeah. your research. Um, so. You know, moving on to another name, and I don't want to leave Justin Vive out because he is the captain. Yeah. Such a such a big role here. Um, but uh, I'll only gloss over him for the fact that you know, unfortunately, we don't have a, a ton of time to do this interview. I, I'm sure we'll have more conversations uh, down the road once you actually get into town. But um, obviously, you got House. You have the captain in Viver who who has been here for years and has really you know been the example and and the um, and the face of not only the Cyclones but leadership within that locker room. Let's talk about Jason Payne too, because he was not here for all three years uh, of your time with the Cyclones, but I, I guess a really good question, and maybe he plays into this answer. Maybe he doesn't. Um, now, three and a half years later, you're coming back to Cincinnati. Everybody's excited, but why? What prompted you to make this decision to come back to be a Cyclone again? I Honestly, that was a very, very tough decision. I think part of me going uh, overseas wasn't easy and maybe I would have stayed, but I think just waiting for something better, uh, you know, one month, two months, three months goes by nothing better comes by. It's getting pretty late. And obviously like there is self doubt, right? Like I am going into year seven. I do think I'm having, like I'm playing way better than I did coming out of juniors, but still nothing. So obviously uh, Jason Payne reaches out and, you know, he's my coach my third year, right? Like, that was the year where first place in the league, you know, he ran the D, I went to the All-Star game, and, like, that was a full breakout year, right? Like, I haven't, like, the way I played like that was probably the best hockey I've ever played in my life, right? And it was unbelievable the way – I think he just communicates and, like, very open to players, right? Like, there's no around the bush. I think, like, everyone knows what you get from him. Like, he, he loves what he, what he does. But I think I, while receiving calls – from uh, other minor league teams and, and then Cincinnati, obviously knowing that there's an option, I come back. It, once they came back, it wasn't like it was a hundred teams, right? Like there was only like handful and Cincinnati was right there. And it was just more so for me was like the comfort zone was like, okay, like year four out of seven, like, does this mean I'm not going up? If I go back there, like this, that, but for me, it was just like, came back to talking to painter was like good, right? Like there wasn't, any bad the good was like I went first year pro unsigned undrafted like was scratched made it second year was like full-time signed that contract third year signed that contract didn't go up but like had that year right and it was just like no matter what the situation I found like going other places there's always some kind of like up down up down or like there's two skills right something was good something was like weighing it down and vice versa where Cincy is just like you get a little bit of both right like the goal we're like I'm not 
like I'm a very straightforward person. It was like the go up. And Cincinnati, it's like the fans, you know, you get ten thousand of them a game. Like they're the best. Like, you know, they're yelling, you're winning. And just so many things went into play where I was like when I feel like I put my best hockey, where I've always developed, where I'll not be supported. Me, Painter have that communication, right? Like he's very open with me. I know he's in my corner and he'll help me out. So I think just coming back and knowing that I can come back to player I was and I think a lot better, right? Every year I get better. Every year I get older, I don't want to be the same player. I think I get smarter. Obviously, I think my skills get better. And I think I just read the game better. So I'm able to come back and know that I can dominate more and the, the, the team's going to dominate. Obviously, Painter is a coach. Viber's a captain. You've had us, like all, like all those guys, right? They all, like they, all, they all come into play. Like I'm this late in the season, I get to see the team's rosters. As in the history, right? It's just like there's never been anything wrong or broken ever since seeing them play. I just feel like they've really helped me. And for that, I respect it. Just like I uh, think it made it easy to come back. What is interesting is that you don't have the 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 four year or six year uh, college education that some of uh, the the players mm-hmm. have. But I think you talk better than like anybody. Uh, you got the gift of gab, which is a great thing that a broadcaster like myself certainly appreciates. Um, Arvin, I'll ask you one more thing before we let you go. And you're touching on it kind of throughout this interview, but you really nailed the point home uh, just a moment ago where you said, you know, every year I, I don't want to be the same player I was the year before. Well, the player that fans remember is, I think what sticks out more than anything is the fights. People remember you as the tough guy, as the guy that got everybody up out of their seats, and you still kind of have an act for that. You led Slovakia's team, uh, actually the whole league in penalty minutes this past year, but the more I hear you speak, it sounds like you're like, well, I'll do it if I have to, but like, really, I'm continuing to try and develop as a player. And for the fans that saw all three years of Arvin Atwal as a Cyclone, they may remember that the last year, well, Arvin was putting up a lot more points. Yeah, he could drop the gloves when he needed to and throw that right, but he could put the puck in the back of the net and make plays as well. So getting to present day ahead of the 2022-23 season, what player is Arvin Atwal now, or what player will you look to be? Are we going to see a lot of the same, or is there kind of, I guess, a new layer to your game that you want to peel back here? Uh, I think, like you said, right? Like, I think what the fans remember 100%, right? Like, they remember the fights, the craziness. And I think that passion is, like, that's just all going to be there. Like, I'm not going to say that passion is not going to be there. But just being smart, too, right? Like, I think they all saw – a very, very hungry, desperate, like rookie, second year, third year Arvin, you know, like not having anything, just coast deal and really having to prove himself. And being that guy that was able to do everything, right? Like I was never going to say no. I like, I was, I'm the guy that take whatever it takes to make myself seen, right? And just know that I'm real and I believe myself, I can go up. So I think now it's just like coming back year seven, it's goals to move up through like surgeries. It's just like, that's not why I signed like I don't like I think teams will agree like they get very mad me going in the box like I think for me it's like I'll be playing like all the minutes right like I'll be playing I'll be blocking the shot I'll be playing the power play I'll be the fourth layer like I'll do whatever I can to help the team win right and in terms of protecting my teammates that's just something that never has to be questioned no matter where I am or where I go that's just like 
I'm definitely not the biggest, strongest guy. And there's way bigger in that league. Like I'm not tough, but when anything happens, like I'll always be in there. I think the fans know that and my teammates will know that like, no matter what happens, I'll always be there. And I'll always give her like, I'll always be there for the fans and the team. Right. So I'll always be fighting for us. But I think just, it's really helping in terms of like leadership. Like I am year seven it is year four coming back and last place. And last time, you know, we were first and we got, we got bumped out early. Right. So it's kind of like a revenge tour this year. So I think just, just building on it. I think a lot more plays, a lot more skill, a lot more, you know, being on the ice, not in the penalty box, but never say never, right. Anything can happen, but I'm, I'm very, very excited to see the fans and definitely hear them for that first home game. Maybe that's how we label this, the 22-23 the Cyclones, the revenge tour. Uh, revenge because... tour, 100%. Me and, me and Joe Berg are going to run it back this year. There, okay. <laughs> All right, there we go. Well, we got, I mean, hey, <laughs> look, when you were here, the Cyclones lost to Toledo in the playoffs. Same thing last year. So this, we can, we can call this the revenge tour of the Cyclones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, Arvin, this has been a great conversation. It's so nice to get to meet you. I can't wait till we get to uh, do this in person. And obviously for all the fans, they can't wait. They're so excited to have you back. Cyclones Hockey is going to return at Heritage Bank Center. You will be able to see at wall on the back of a Cyclones jersey again at home Saturday, October 29th. Look at this. Look at this guy. He's marketing. We'll <laughs> be back in the jungle. Let's go. HBC Saturday, October 29th. Cyclones have first face off to 7.30 puck drop. That has to get you excited. If it does and you don't have your tickets yet, go to cycloneshockey.com to get your seats. Arvin Atwal, again, our newest player signing. Once again, Arvin, great to meet you. Thanks for taking the time here. And I look forward to seeing you before you know it. Around the corner here, October is going to get here. 100%. Thank you again for doing this. <laughs>